listening to Magic from Wherever I'm At with your host, the magician, time traveler, and charmer, D'Artagnan. Today, I'm going to start with a story that happened to me in the year of 2017 upon the completion of my first few days performing in a Renaissance fair. Now, the main thing to take from this really had nothing to do with the Renaissance fair, but it will have something to do with what I will talk about next. So, when the Renaissance fair was concluding, I happened to find out that there was another magician who was present. Now he was kind of, he was uh, crashing, uh, is what you would say. He was crashing the event, whereas I had been paid uh, to be there. And uh, we struck up a conversation and and became friendly. Uh, I saw him do a partial show that I think he ended up killing off. Because it was toward the end of the event and the crowds had dwindled and so forth. And uh, so we ended up... you know, sitting around as the event sort of uh, concluded with some of the majesty and and the the changing of the guard and and uh, a new king appoint, new king and queen appointed, and so forth, which are commonplace with these type of events. So, as we're talking, we end up talking with another guy who was a guitarist, who was also he was a younger guy, and he's we started talking about street performing, and so now I, I had been the only one who had done any street performing the other magician was had only worked sort of small festivals um, of the similar sort of renaissance or pirate ilk and the other gentleman had uh, done a little bit of street performing in the sense that he sort of went out in his own town a couple times I think just to play on the street just to see what was going on but he wasn't really doing it with any regularity and so he uh, offered to take us both, both the magicians, for dinner afterwards and to pick my brain about street performing. And for anybody listening to this, this is kind of what you, how you go about things. You know, and I've, I've had this happen quite a few times where there was another um, person who was probably a performer who wanted to know about street performing. And that's sort of the easiest way to sort of like, you know, you don't want to take time away from the person's performance schedule or whatever or mess up the thing. So you just offer to take them for lunch or dinner or something, you know, a sort of a form of payment, I guess, to pick their brain. And uh, so we did. We went to this Italian place and uh, he started picking my brain. Now, the other magician was a person who was like super you know really nice guy but one of these type of people i would say that constantly wants to sort of be performing for people almost if almost as if he's proving he's a magician uh constantly you know what i mean and perhaps my presence there was influencing that behavior too i don't know but he and the guy who took us for dinner the young guy who's probably 25-ish, he was really interested in magic, too. Like, he was not doing any, but he was really interested in watching magic and and, uh, having tricks done. So the other guy did a series of tricks for the guy. 
which were all fine and fine and good. I mean, they were tricks. They didn't really have any presentational aspects to them, of course, which we know to be pretty commonplace. And then uh, eventually the uh, guy asked me if I would do something. Because I think we even had a conversation previous to me doing something where I said I don't like right after the other guy had performed too, which was kind of a happenstance, I guess. Uh, I didn't really like foisting magic on people. That I much preferred if people really wanted to see something that they sort of do it in a tactful, ask me in a tactful manner. And or I often just don't, won't do it, won't uh, perform on command. Or, or even when people, but if you're sincere, and I know you're interested, then you can sort of tell the difference when you're in face-to-face -face with somebody. Then I don't really uh, have a problem with it. So I ended up doing something. Now this guy, had, this other guy had done a bunch of tricks already. So uh, I went with something very simple, but very sort of impactful, which had a nice little story to it. and was about the guy. I made it about the, the person who took us for dinner. And, I mean, he was, he was like, he couldn't believe what had happened. What was more interesting, though, perhaps, to me, anyways, was when that gentleman, after being blown away or slayed or killed or whatever, you know, adjective you want to go with, went to the uh, restroom, then the other magician said to me, he goes, that was really good what you did there. I have no idea what you did. And I thought that was very uh, interesting on a number of fronts. First of all, you, it's very rare that you encounter magicians um, who will admit that just openly. But he was, a, like I said, he's a nice guy. We had a good relationship for having known each other, you know, a scant few hours. And I could tell he was legitimately like, I, I flummoxed, like I just don't know really what you did there and uh, what I did the part that had him uh, flummoxed that, that had him scratching his head and and, and so moved I guess uh, in his uh, bewilderment as to ask uh, you know I don't I'm not sure if I even really told him I think I might have even skirted the issue and, and said that, well, it's a, you know. I hope you've enjoyed this teaser of magic from wherever I'm at. To listen to this entire episode and the entire series of more than 150 other episodes, go over to magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. That's magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. Tired of being a trickster, are you not?